Commander Dave Chavins. Present. Colonel Commander Tom Codane. Robot. Present. We are calculating our descent into your speaker station. Stand by. Explorers, welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. On today's episode, we are digging into everything we know about Starfield's Tatooine, Aquila City. That's what I'm going to call it from from now on, Dave. Dave, Dave's co-pilot. I'm a co-pilot. Welcome to the Starfield Lorecast. Dave, how's it going? It's going well. I uh, have managed to avoid the uh, illustrious space parasite known as COVID for two and a half years. And finally, uh, the, the parasite has taken hold and is now sprawled upon my brain. And, and I am now subservient to it. Sprawled upon your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's quite the image. Well, I, I'm glad you're mm. not feeling too terrible. And uh, nah, nah, nah. yeah, you're still ready for some adventures, though. We're going to Aquila City. Oh, yeah. We're going to Aquila, the electric city. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Um, all right. Let's get into it. Where is Aquila City? Yeah. So uh, Aquila City is in the Cheyenne system. I think I'm saying that right. You may also say Cheyenne um, if you're looking at direct pronunciation of what it says. Cheyenne. Cheyenne system. It's like a fine wine. Um on the galaxy map, they actually show where this is in one of the trailers, and it's actually close to the Alpha Centauri system, which is where New Atlantis is. We talked about that in a previous episode. Right. Um, the other interesting thing is when you go to look at like who controls what in space, there's a Crimson Raider logo kind of over that system. So in that system of planets, the or you know wherever the Crimson Raiders have some foothold there, as well as the capital city of the Free Star Collective. Um, huh. So okay. So it sounds like there's probably this sounds like a Wild West situation, right? Like they're the Raider Gang, and this is the settled city, and the law's not going to put up with the those outlaws out there on the edges of their planet or whatever. Right. Yes. Uh, this uh, and we'll reference this. I think a good bit. Uh, this feels very Fallout New Vegasy of the the Rangers and uh, Caesar's Legion. Caesar's Legion. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds. It definitely sounds like that. Well, here. Tell you what. Before we get even deeper into this, let's take a quick look at what they said specifically on the Starfield Direct. It's only about a thirty second clip, but this is what we have from that in order to kind of refresh everyone's minds on this. On the United Colonies Reach, you might find yourself in a much more wild and independent coalition of star systems. This is Freestar Collective Space. The capital of the Freestar Collective is Aquila City. The Stone Root Inn is an Aquila City fixture. A ranger relies on judgment and intuition to do what's best for the people. All right. So it's very Wild West. It is very it's got a little bit of New Vegas in it. It's very space cowboy. Dave, I put up on the Starfield Lorecast Twitter account, which if you're not following, follow follow us. We've got lots of fun information on there. Lots of fun polls. I've, I've been putting up polls every day and I asked people if they would rather be called a space cowboy or a NASA punk. And um, what do you what do you think the answers were? I don't know if you've looked um, at this recently, but I, th- I think a space cowboy is like seventy uh, percent, and NASA punk is like thirty percent. That's what I'm thinking. So seventy thirty, seventy thirty for space cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, here, I'm pulling it up right now. It turns out that holy moly, it's tied. 
45.5% each. The third one was just see the results. You know, some people just don't uh, vote. They yeah, just want to see the results. Like, see the right. Results, yeah, so yeah. like 9.1% on here Dang. says, says see, see results. Uh, but it's mm. absolutely tied. Space Cowboy and NASA Punk, I believe, the, have 21 hours left on the poll. So if you're watching this right now or, or getting this very, very soon, uh, go go to the Starfield Lorecast Twitter account and chime in because one of those has to win out. I mean, they both sound pretty cool. Like... I like my punk rock as good as anybody, as any kid who grew up in the 80s and 90s, right? Like, sure. But Space Cowboy, some people call me a Space Cowboy. Um, that sounds awesome, too. I agree. I, I think that uh, I'm surprised, actually, that I think people, here's the thing. I think people want to be a little punkish. People want to be a little against the system, you but think also in the system. <laughs> Cowboys are part of the system. Punks are against the system. Which one are you? Um, but anyway, let's get back to uh, Aquila City. So uh, you mentioned the Freestar Collective. What do we know about the Freestar Collective? So the Freestar Collective is actually, it seems like, based on some some speculation that I've done from looking at trailers and different stuff, it is a confederation. Um, so the... Uh, uh, new atlantis and all of that like those people i forget what they're called the um the uh allied uh uh, 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 uh the words pop i'm sure somebody's yelling at their uh iphone yeah, right now or something the, the star trek alliance um they're all federated together so they're under one thing but the free star collective and their confederation are all kind united of colonies united colonies United colonies. That's yes, that's it. These words are so general, like United colony, like the conjoined place locations like that could have been the name of it. Right. And and I get them confused with, you know, what is it? Doom has like the UC, um, which is, I think, United, United colonies. United colonies. Well. It definitely means United colonies. Yeah, sure. Um, so this is a confederation, which means there's like a, a loose form of kind of government, like a, just a, a general like, hey, here's the rules that we follow. Here's if you want to be a part of us. Here's like this loose format. But pretty much everyone's free to do what they want. Um, right. There's no federal government. There's no overseeing right. group. It's all just individual governments agreeing to play nice together. Right. Exactly. Um, which includes Neon, which is drastically different. Um, we'll talk about that in a later episode. Yeah. But that's drastically different from what is more cyber City is. Yeah. But it's Freestar Collective still, which you would think that a faction or something, oh, they're all going to be the same. Well, it's like that may work for the United Colonies, but for Freestar Collective, you're going to have a little bit of variation, I think. Yeah. So we're going to Space Cowboy Land, Tatooine. In, in Starfield, and then we, we're going to visit other places that look more like cyberpunk or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, so that's the Freestar Collective, and there's a lot of diversity among the different, like, cities and planets and nations who are under that banner. Um, so let's talk specifically about Aquila's city. Uh, how does it stand out? What is it, how does it look different? What does it seem to function like? So from that basic trailer, um, there is a Wild West theme. Um, it seems like uh, you say Tatooine, like uh, the buildings are all kind of shambled together. It seems there's kind of like a, a nice like tan Breaking Bad filter over everything. Mm -hmm. um, everything you, looks you, like it's in the Wild West because it, like, right, it's, exactly. it's on the edge of a desert or something. Right. People are wearing dusters. Everyone has a cowboy hat. Like everyone seems to exist in this like sci-fi wild west town um which is really what it looks like from the trailers um a number of different uh trading places there's a saloon that we'll talk about even though it's not called a saloon it looks a lot like that uh there is clearly a theme that this is the wild west 
The interesting part that I kind of want to start with, though, is that in some of the trailers, it seems that pirates seem to occupy some of the structures in uh, Aquila City. Oh, so there's some of the buildings are like pirate run locations. The Crimson Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Crimson Raiders are actually in these buildings. Now, I'm assuming that it's, you know, Freestar Collective. So it's like, hey, everybody keeps to themselves. But like you walk through Wild West Town, you might see like a, a good for nothing scallywag. I don't know what that's pirates. I don't know. A good for nothing <laughs> scallywag is, is over there and you don't mess with them or they'll mess with you. Right, right. Like this is the saloon all the good people go to. But if you want to you want to visit old Gunface's bar over there, be my guest. But that's where all right. the gangers hang out. Yeah, that's where all, where all them them good for nothing, no goody two shoes are. The um, <laughs> no goody two shoes, <laughs> no goody two shoes, no sir. Uh, so these, <laughs> this is probably the first place that we'll run into friendly Crimson Raiders. I bet you, um, if we're talking about like from the launch of, it seems like the first place you're going after your accident is New Atlantis. Next place you probably go is Aquila City. Right. This uh, is like just, if you're following the main quest line, the main right? Quest like, path, yeah. like you go to Riverwood or whatever that place is in, in Skyrim, and then you go over to White Run because it's just how the quests are going to take right you. There. Yeah. Right there. Right. And if you yeah. want the dragon shouts, you got to do the little thing for a bit. Yep. Um, yep. That's, that's kind of what I imagine is this is kind of on that main path. But this is where you'll run into. Um, I say friendly pirates, but I, they won't attack you. Just neutral pirates, probably. Uh, well, they're, they're probably in the city boundaries, and so there's probably laws about just shooting people outright. And so right. my guess is you walk into their bar or whatever, your, your location, and they give you kind of this shakedown. Like, who are you? Get out of here. Like, that kind of thing. But they're not mm. openly you know, going to shoot you right then. Now, maybe you could coax them into that through some dialogue or maybe just running and gunning or whatever. But because you're in the city, there's guards nearby or whatever. They're all just Mm -hmm. kind of like getting along with each other. That would be my guess. Yeah. Kind of moving on from there, there's this hidden detail in the trailer on one of the signs that talks about Co Plaza. That's that first shot that they show down that street. That's Co Plaza. Um, And Another actually member of Constellation is named Sam Coe. Um, he's kind of a Wild West type. And it seems like that he is also from Aquila City. So if we kind of put those two together, that means that not only is you know this is related to Sam Coe, but he has a the Coe family is so great that they have this plaza kind of named after them. So right. I'm curious if this is kind of setting up a, you know, this guy that's a part of Constellation, that's you know, your main group. Is this guy like the son of a famous cowboy or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, this also plays into the whole wild West thing. Like, you know, like, uh, Oh, old Wilson bought up, you know, one third of the main causeway of the city and he owns all these buildings over here. And you know what? He's been so good in our city, but his grandson, Joey Wilson, he sure is a problem. You know, like everybody knows the name of like the Wilsons because right. they're like the, you know, the wealthy people in town or whatever. Right. L- little Sammy went off and he wanted to be part of them space pilots. And I just don't understand why. I don't know. We got we got a good deal here. Just farming up these space cows. You know, they should hire us for NPCs sometimes. Um, the, the, <laughs> the other piece of that, it's, it goes on to talk about how you can see it in a picture that Sam Co is actually like a good pilot and is a rifleman. Um, you can see some of the skills. That's one of the like basic right. like, NPCs that. 
you can have join your party. Yeah, four stars for piloting, three stars for rifle certification, two for payloads, and one for geology. So I mean, he's he's one star rock and roll genius. Um, that's a <laughs> geology joke. Rock and roll. Get it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other interesting piece about Coplaza is is not only the name, but at the end of it, there seems to be this brass statue. And the only reason it stands out to me is because it's green. So, you know, brass, like the Statue of Liberty or, you know, other brass statues over time, they kind of degrade and turn uh, this like mintish greenish color. Yeah. So I'm curious mm-hmm. if that is a member of the Co family that kind of founded this. That's all, that's all Grandpappy Co. That's old Grandpappy Co. down there at Grandpappy's statue. Yeah, Grandpappy Co's still hanging out in the town center on his statue. We go and visit him every Sunday after church. I drop a penny by his grave. <laughs> I tell him good luck, son. I always put a heads up, though, because, you know, he's, he needs that good luck because we ain't sure if he's really in heaven or not. He wasn't the most godly man, if you know what I mean. He, he was definitely, he's, <laughs> well, now he's a brass god, and that will come and destroy all of Tamriel. Anyways... <laughs> oh god it's had a new medium joke this it is oh man the uh i i just think that's interesting like it, some of these details like you can tell there's a history here and there's connections that you can already make so you see samco part of constellation oh co plaza that's got to be his family if he's from aquila city sure. and then you see the statues in it it's like okay that's probably the guy that founded it and they wouldn't put somebody not named co in co plaza with a big statue yeah, it, it all kind of tracks. It all tracks. Now, right. maybe there's more complexity to it than that. Maybe there's a few different like families that have founded the town and there's different individuals. But based on what we have so far, it seems like this is the most likely explanation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to find out later on of, of kind of what this what the city, how families interact with it. Like, are there like some great families, you know, are there you know, this is from this clan and I'm from this clan. And mm-hmm. so we kind of like each other, but this other one, we don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or is there like a Nazim who's like, Oh, you finally made it over to the mm-hmm. star cloud district. Hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of fanciness and overall, um, a, a highfalutinness, um, they talk about the stone route in, and they say it's like a fixture of the city. Um, honestly, it looks like one of the nicest saloons, like at the end of Red Dead Redemption, when you go to the fancy city and you go into the saloon. Yeah, um, it, it looks mm-hmm. really nice. Uh, but th- there's some like alien bone decoration along the walls. Um, I'm assuming they're aliens. I'm not assuming they're. Well, they may be domestic so. creatures to this planet, which would be aliens to us as Earthlings. To us. Right. Right. Um, they show off some of like the bar and, and the barman like serving drinks and people just kind of sitting around. Um, I'm, I'm curious. You, you think you could, I mean, do you think you could start a saloon brawl, you know, like go in there? Oh man. Yeah. You punch one guy and he bumps into somebody else and then he's like, Hey, and then he punches the same guy you punched. And then all of a sudden a brawl starts out because that's how it always starts in the movies. Right. Exactly. I mean, I don't see why not. You know, get I think, your bounty up a little bit. I think this is one of the things that we need to do when this game comes out, Dave, is that we need to record our gameplay or stream it or whatever with the specific goal of starting a bar brawl. Yeah, saloon. I, I like that a whole lot. Uh, the other piece of information that I saw is um, on at the beginning of the trailer, they're kind of showing these like towers with stacked globes and a little radar dish. But along them, you can tell that there's these um, like industrial uh, agricultural watering stations and uh, they're growing plants underneath these in this kind of desert. And there's like this Vasco like robot that's 
like moving his arms about and being like, hello, I'm a guy that works here. He doesn't say that. He just moves his arms. But <laughs> hello, guy who works here out of my way. <laughs> I would like that to be my official title um, at my place of work is just guy who works here. That's his name, like his actual name. There's Vasco. There's guy who works here. Works here. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it seems like that there is some like terraforming happening. Um, because I mean, this seems like a very dry planet, like not necessarily a desert planet in like the, oh, it's vast sand, but like uh, how it is in the West where it's like just a dry, rocky, craggy kind of place. Well, I would imagine that these machines are probably drawing moisture out of the air and collecting the water and then repurposing the water for the plants. Mm -hmm. Um, something like that. Uh, so deep, deep pull here. Um, I was watching a video about the special effects for movies, and they talked about animating the little mouse you see in the newest Dune movie, the first new remake yeah. of Dune. There's a little desert mouse, and the Mulan desert mouse, deep. yeah, the desert mouse, uh, you can see what looks like sweat on its big ears. It's not sweat, it's moisture that it's collected out of the air that the ears have actually like removed from the air. And it's, and it's then drawing the moisture down into its mouth, and that's how it gathers moisture through its ears amazing to think about but that like you could totally design a machine that does something very similar right changes the temperature on a on a some sort of fabric or material that then the moisture consolidates on and then it draws the moisture into these vats which it uses for crops so people can eat right yeah um the other thing a just general question um after taking in all this information of like what the city is where all that stuff is um what do you think trade is like there because this all seems very focused on like a mercantile business what do you think that's like yeah i have a feeling it's pretty loose it's um it's i mean it's it basically is functioning like a wild west town right so there's going to be some form of currency there's going to be something that people are using there's creds or cred chits or whatever that we talked about before Mm -hmm. but i have a feeling a lot of the trade is actually bartering it's a lot of people saying things like, well, I brought my cows to town. I'll give you one of my cows if you can give me like, you know, 37 turnips because that's what we're eating all winter. Sorry, Margaret. We're doing turnips again. That's all we can afford. <laughs> Margaret hates turnips. <laughs> Margaret, Margaret just hates those turnips. Yeah. The uh, the economy of it, it seems like that it's it's very free market. Um, It's very like laissez faire. Yeah you can set up shop anywhere um come get your stuff because it it all seems kind of like cobbled together a little bit M- much like you know this is very inspired by uh, western space westerns star wars is a space western everything in star wars um you know it, in, in the original movies all looks cobbled together and like we just threw up this outpost on this planet and here it is you know right we're not gonna we're not gonna mention the early ones because that's when everything's real shiny yeah, it, uh, it moves to the other parts of the galaxy where everything's all like, you know, you have entire planets that are cities and all, all of that right. stuff. But yeah, but like all most of the Tatooine stuff and especially the whole like Han Solo, you know, space outlaw kind of thing going on. Right. So, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that here. Um, I think we'll probably also see something like roving bands of traders like Khajiit in the Elder Scrolls. You'll probably plot. have uh, yeah, you probably have some ships that are. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Coming and going from the city, and some of them are traders. They're like, I mean, obviously, that's going to be a way for somebody to make a living in the galaxy. You know, man, they're growing some great turnips here in Aquila City. I better fly them over to, you know, wherever in order to trade them because everybody loves those turnips except for Margaret. Except for Margaret. She does not like those turnips. Um, we tried to get her to, to talk to a guy that works here to grow a different one, but he just said, no, I'm good. I'm just a guy who works here. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a guy who works here growing plants out of my way. That's all he says. Um, all right. So, okay. So do you have any other thoughts about the economy and how this might work? Um, I, I just think it's it's going to be drastically different from how new Atlantis is. Everything seems very organized. Um, everything seems very like for new Atlantis, everything's very organized. Everything's very, Oh, it's under this like different system. I'm curious if like a different kind of currency or something will be used for that. Like there's, it yeah. brings up some questions because it seems like the free star collective and the United colonies are the two predominant systems that even the crimson Raiders fall under that Freestar Collective because that's who they're going to be like bartering with. Right. I This also raises the question of, is there an actual simulated economy happening in the game? I don't think we've heard anybody talk about that. But if you look at a lot of the inspiration, if you go back to like the 80s and 90s, a lot of those old RPGs, a lot of those old uh, Sims that would have like trading in space and all of this stuff would often try to simulate economies. You buy and sell something from one place to another place and it affects the costs of other stuff. Certain kinds of locations have more of something, so it's going to cost less or, you know, right. different amounts of demand or, or whatever. Um, and if that's the case, can you affect those economies? Like, can you can you buy up all the turnips every week from Aquila City and take them over to New Atlantis and reduce the costs of turnips in New Atlantis because you're importing so many? Like, I'm not sure we're going to see something on that level, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the prices for certain kinds of things be different in different locations, depending on the availability of those things. So I think you're right, because, the, you know, they've they've shown off mining in the game and how, um, you know, resource collection, extraction, that kind of stuff works. And it makes sense that, like, you know, on the planet that's like, hello, welcome to the diamond planet where everything's diamonds here. If you try to sell diamonds there, you're, they're going to be like, okay, great. Like, that's just going to be a little bit of money. <laughs> they're but worth if you two cents over, each. Yeah. <laughs> right, if, if you go over to the, uh, hello, we do engravings here on this planet. This is the planet of engravings. They're going to want the diamonds, you know? Right, right. So they're going to pay more for them. So you're going to be transporting them back and forth, which right. is, is a legitimate way to play a space game as a trader, right? Mm -hmm. go, buy, mm -hmm. buy low, sell high. Go, you know, buy the turnips for real cheap at Aquila and then take them everywhere else. And they showed off a little bit of that um, contraband scanning system that they had with um, 
with with New Atlantis um, getting into United Colonies airspace. They scan them for any contraband. So I imagine that with the Freestar Collective, that's going to be a little bit looser of um, of getting that contraband. That was one of the, my favorite updates for No Man's Sky is when they added um, the pirate settlements that you could go to and mm-hmm. get a bunch of the like you could get a bunch of like pirate goods pretty. Um, uh, pretty cheap and sell them for a lot of money but it was dangerous when you were warping of like what ship was near you who was going to scan you what was going to happen with that yeah yeah so uh, i'm sure we'll see some complexity with that but i don't expect a fully simulated economy system because of just how much time that takes to do and you, it's a single player game so you're the right. only one really affecting the economy rather than right. something like eve online or something huge with lots of different people and the economy has to keep up like MMO live world economies make a lot more sense than something like this. But I'm sure we'll see what feels like an accurate thing. Like guns are more available here because they make guns or spaceship parts are more available over here because that's where they're manufacturing them or whatever. Yeah, we like to use these manufacturers for guns and over here they like to use them. So we're going to want to buy your sleek, nice things over here in Trashville. Right. Right. So, okay. So another thing that we see in the city and especially with a guy like Sam Coe is somebody who looks kind of like a ranger. We're getting some like NCR vibes, you know, leather jacket, hat, gun belts, like holster belts. You can always tell a holster belt because it doesn't go straight across your waist. It hangs down on your hip, you know. Right. So they um, talk about the, they talk about uh, specifically about Rangers, but behind the guy that's talking about them, it seems like there's a sign that says free star Rangers. And in the trailer, they say a Ranger relies on judgment and intuition to do what's best for the people. Um, so these are the like lawmen. The, these are like the lawmen of the Wild West settlement. Right. Yeah. And if you know, if you look back on American history, um, as far as like what marshals were doing, like they couldn't they couldn't send police out to every single settlement out in the West because they just didn't have the resources. Like they had the army that was out there that was trying to, you know, fight the native people, which was not that great. Um, <laughs> right. but, yeah. Problematic, <laughs> problematic, yes. uh-huh. but the, uh, they had this group of marshals that were there, um, essentially running the law for towns. And so the towns would be like, Hey, like evil Jimmy Dickens came and he shot up 24 people and stole all their rice. And he's like, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. And so you have some people that'll go out and be like, okay, well I want to go get evil Jimmy Dickens and Uh (laughs) get that. Or you have the marshals that come out that say, okay, we're going to manage this operation and we'll put the bounty out there. We'll do the thing. And you come back and get it, or I'll personally go out there, arrest them, and take them into the law system that we have. Right. So two thoughts on that. It's kind of like the Witcher coming to town, and somebody's like, "There are neckers in my field. Help! Yes. Help, Witcher! I only got this bag of two gold pennies. Those aren't really gold. Oh, they're pennies. All right, I'll do it. Um, so there's that. There's that kind of thing going on. It seems like right. But then. Right. The other thing, the other question I have is if anybody listening to or watching this show actually uses any of the character names that we come up with as their character. What was it? Little little evil Jimmy Dickens? Yeah. Evil Jimmy Dickens. Yeah. And the guy that works here. (laughs) Guy who works here. Yeah. If you can build a robot and like rename it, guy who works here. I want to see, I want to see your robot builds with guy who works here. Or just if you, if you can rename something, that would be amazing. Margaret's turnips. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret, Margaret hates turnips. (laughs) (laughs) Old, old grandpappy Wilson. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm curious if you can join this group um and, and like what the faction means or if this is just like hey you're like loosely affiliated with us and here's some bounties um it seems like that bounty hunting is also something that you could do which is um i think yeah. fallout 3 you had bounty hunting in, yeah yeah uh i mean there were definitely some side quests in like new vegas that were like similar to that similar to I that think. yeah it's been a while um yeah, but like, I don't know that maybe, maybe you can't join the Rangers. Maybe you can. Maybe they're a faction like the Brotherhood or something like that. You right. know, like like the Railroad in Fall 4 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, more likely, I would guess that you, you don't full out join them so much as you have kind of an in, especially if you have Sam with you and you get some side quests and things that happen in this part of, you know, this planet or this part of this neighborhood of planets. Maybe there's some mm-hmm. other stuff going on beyond just the planet. Um, but I, I think for thematic reasons, uh, probably a lot of the stuff that happens here with the Rangers happens just on the planet. Like you go into town, you get your quest. They're like, go hunt down evil Jimmy Dickens. <laughs> He's on the other side of the planet. You fly over to the other side of the planet. You get out. You find evil Jimmy Dickens in the middle of whatever he's doing. Well, I'm curious if I'm curious if like Rangers are like a thing that you'll see. So like on Aquila City, Aquila City, Aquila City, Aquila City, um, like you see Rangers about. But like if if they're a part of the Freestar Collective and they're the Freestar Rangers, I mean, that would mean that they could show up on any Freestar plant. So like you're walking around Neon where it's like super cyberpunk. And then you got this guy that's like, well, Humpty Dumpty's here. I'm going to shoot myself evil Jimmy Dickens for stealing all of that ass. <laughs> What's Humpty Dumpty? Wait, what is his name? What's oh, his name? he's Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, he's Humpty Dumpty. Yes. <laughs> Sheriff oh, Humpty Dumpty. I'm Sheriff Ranger Humpty Dumpty, Dumpty from yeah. Akil City. Hey, look at you with all your cyber gear. Well, I got my pistol and I'm here to bring in evil Jimmy Dickens because he lost my planet. I'm the law around these parts. My name's Humpty Dumpty. These scenarios are are quite good. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, what would be even crazier is if we actually nail a character name that's already in the game. And everyone's going to be like, how did you know evil Jimmy Dickens was going to be in the game? And we're like... Like killed 24 people, stole their rice, you know? Totally just just guessed. Uh, If anybody from uh, Bethesda is listening, BGS friends, if you are still adding other NPCs in the game, which I don't think you're doing right now, you're probably just polishing at this point. Just, yeah. Just add in an evil Jimmy Dickens. Just one little side quest. It doesn't have to be complex. Just little evil Jimmy Dickens is like, stole a space cow. You fly over and he's just like lost in the desert. And and it, like the scenario is that he's not really evil. He was just, he just got lost and, and a cow followed him into the desert. And, and you got to bring him back. His first name is evil. Yeah. And it's his first name happens to be evil. Evil. Like yes. evil Knievel, right? Yes. Like, yeah. <gasps> it's just bad luck. He's just he's just unlucky. He's not really a bad guy. Right. I would love that side quest. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, all right. So <laughs> any other thoughts on this? Uh, no, I think that I think it'll be interesting to see how the Freestar Rangers interact with the main character um, and, and how that will spread over not just Aquila City, but other planets within the Freestar Collective. Right. Right. So do we want to talk a little bit more about the nature of like space westerns and what that what fits into space western and what doesn't like what makes it a space western because it's not just like desert planets and guys wearing funny hats with trench coats or whatever 
Right. The they've talked a good amount about NASA Punk and what that is because that that seems like that that's the main inspiration for United Colonies. It's all NASA Punk. Like that's like their original you know idea for that kind of stuff. Right. The um the space western genre is pretty common in a lot of media, um, especially sci-fi media, because of the unsettled nature of planets. It seems like you know. When you talk about the frontier, the original, you know, American frontier was unsettled and dangerous and had weird animals. And people thought that there were like giant sloths living there or like there was a a mammoth that was just like hanging out. And right. like, people made up stories and that Big kind of foots stuff. And, and like even just giant bears or. Right. Right. That kind of stuff. Um, and, it, and it was harsh. Like they got out there and it, it was like, oh, OK, this isn't like mystical. This is just like really hard to do. Um, and, and I think settling on an unknown planet is probably the same. I haven't done it myself, but I would imagine <laughs> so. Um, so. So I think that's a common trope that, um, you know, movies like Star Wars, uh, Firefly, uh, Firefly, probably the most um, is, is a space Western. Um, right. Even the expanse a does stuff. a little bit of that when it comes to, yeah. um, I mean, the settling of places that are far away and how difficult life is uh, on places like that. But then also yeah. there's the elements of everything so far apart. So in right. the old West, it's not like we had highway systems where you could travel for a day and get across the country. Um, right. So like if somebody was over in Nevada, it would take you weeks to get out there and it would be a very dangerous trip in order to do so. So seeing that in this kind of perspective, you've got space travel, but it's not instantaneous and things are far apart. And like you were saying earlier, there aren't marshals everywhere. It's not like there are lawmen out there able to just make sure that law and order is followed everywhere you go. So there's a lot of lawlessness and a lot of danger in just traversing from one place to another place. And, and that's why you, you, you get this um, like Star Wars. Often they have the if, if you know Star Wars, they have like their inner planets and then they have the outer rim. Yeah. Um, and, and the outer rim is pretty much where all of Star Wars takes place um, outside of you know some of the stuff from the prequels. But the outer rim is where everything is happening because nobody quite knows what's going on there. You never know what you're like quite getting into. Everything's kind of, Oh, this person has a presence there. You know, the government has a presence there. These evil people have a presence, but it all kind of like forms together over that because that feels like that's the available space that people are occupying. Right. Right. The, uh, the empire or the federation, are they a federation when they're, when everything's good? Uh, they're the Republic, the Republic. That's what they're, but either way, they don't have enough resources to cover every system. And so the outer rim is kind of this place. And you see it in, uh, the Mandalorian in the last season, the Mandalorian, where he's talking Mm -hmm. to the X-wing pilot and he's like, yeah, we don't have enough resources to really do that. And he's like, well, I need your help. And he's like, it's not really, I mean, we got a lot of other things going on, buddy. Right. Because like, the, and those are the kinds of stories you can tell, like you can't tell, uh, it's harder to tell about, a, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of bank robbers that live in like a really cozy town in like a right. really nice area right. from like, you know, and they have their local, you know, catering business that they all, like. mm-hmm. that's harder to tell than be like, oh, they live in this like forgotten about city and they're racing between these areas. Like, oh, the trials of suburbia on a planet that has socialized medicine, right. a 0.1% uh, jobless rate. Like everything's like perfect. <laughs> Everybody has can live their lives. Everybody's happy. Yeah, I mean, that makes for great stories. 
Awesome. Right. Yes. Every ed, Everyone woke up this morning feeling great, and we went to bed feeling great. Everybody and exercises every day. They eat lots of vegetables. Nobody smokes. Like, this place is, everyone's feeling real good. Um, right. So, I'm curious how that is going to interplay with other um, kind of, like, genres that they're pulling from, like the cyberpunk, the, um, the NASA punk, all the other punks, CM punk. Um, you know, all, all those punkers that are out there. All the punks. Yeah, I think we're going to see a, a diversity of different ways things work in different places. But in general, there's going to be this like we mentioned with uh, New Atlantis, there's going to be it seems like a, a very safe, like well organized place. But there's going to be an underbelly of people who are not happy with the way things are going or there's there's going to be always some of that right there has to be that friction and that's part of what makes right. these stories fun so i think we'll see a little bit of that uh space western stuff coming out as well i think if anything we'll probably see the most space western stuff as opposed to anything else the whole dangerous to travel far places to go not a lot of uh you know law out in most of the galaxy like that kind of stuff go on the most mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see, but I think that's about it. That's all we really know about Aquila city so far. Uh, but absolutely stay tuned because we will be revisiting this topic and some of the other topics we've been doing once the game is out so that we can see how right or wrong we're about all of these things, because so far we're just putting pieces together. We're just playing detective, but eventually we'll actually get the info. So it'll be fun to see. I mean, obviously, we're right about everything all the time, but right, you know, yeah. If if we're right about everything, then you owe us pizza. I don't know who you specifically are, but I'll find you, Dave. We had um, a, probably a, a thousand people tune into the audio episodes that we put out over the last few weeks. Um, nice. That would be a lot of pizzas. I'm not sure I can consume a thousand pizzas. Uh, plus, I would expect that the number of people listening to shows like this is going to go up when the game comes out. So, listen, you need to believe in yourself, and maybe you should also think about the barter economy that you're going to have in Starfield, and maybe you should trade those for some turnips. You know, I could trade pizza for turnips, but then that would just be way too many turnips. Mm. Also, you have maybe to eat pizza mix. within a certain amount of time; otherwise, it's not hot anymore. And then you could put it in the fridge, but then that's only good for a few days. And turnips keep. Turnips are much better for long term. Anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. (laughs) Dave and I are so glad you're here and that you put up with our silliness. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. This podcast, by the way, is available on all sorts of different platforms. If you want to listen to it, like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can also watch this on the Robots Radio YouTube channel. So if you are watching on there, we would love a subscribe so you can come back and get more stuff. And on top of this, I will be posting a lot more information on Twitter. I will be doing and Dave may be doing some other little side videos. I put out one this last week about the whole DLSS FSR thing. So that's not going out on the podcast feed, but it's up on my YouTube channel, the Robots Radio YouTube channel, if you want to go check that out. And uh, lots of controversy around that decision. So um, interesting stuff. Dave, do you have anything else you want to share before we head out? I, I do my regular uh, Fallout TTRPG uh, podcast that goes on weekly. That's called Rad Rules. Uh, you can check that out on all the podcast services. Come stop by, try it out. There's a bunch of different places to pick up and do it. And if you like it, come listen to a few stories. We got a lot of fun. We got a lot of laughs. And we got a lot of lore. There you go. And you can even watch them on YouTube. You guys have a mm-hmm. YouTube channel. We can see oh, their, yeah. their oh, faces. Yeah. My faces, my lips move around and smack wildly while I talk. That's weird. Cool. Um, 
my stuff is all over the place robotsradio.net for all bunch of shows and stuff and uh, thanks for tuning in you guys know the deal uh, we'll be back next week thanks for being here see you all later Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.